Welcome to the Christian Foundry Podcast, where iron sharpens iron for the glory of God, the exaltation of Christ, and the edification of the saints. That's how you do it right there. That's how you do it. Is that how you do it? That's great. That's right. how you do it. Well, we want to win. <laughs> All right, welcome everybody to another episode of the Christian Foundry Podcast. This is going to be an interesting episode because as a pastor, um, what we're going to listen to today and talk about, it's kind of frustrating. And uh, we're going to let Matt play a clip here in just a few minutes of a pastor that kind of went off on his congregation uh, because they weren't buying him expensive gifts and nice things. And uh, as a pastor myself, I look at this and I'm appalled by it, really, because that's not what we're charged to do as pastors and elders. And I mean, Justin's an elder. And it really affects like the outside world looking into churches. One of the big complaints that they have is uh, you're just after money. Yeah, or you know, they're just trying to sort of line their pockets, and you know, we know that 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 pastors that are in it for you know for real that that's not the case. But these things go viral, and then it it bolsters that argument. And so yeah. you know, this is it's it, it's saddening, um, not just as as a pastor, but as a Christian, it yeah. should it should you know really be one of those things that we we shy away from. I guess it's one of those. Uh, the, the, First time I heard it, I was just like, "Oh no, no, he didn't. He didn't do that. <laughs> he did, so, but he did." So, with Pastor Appreciation Month coming up in October, um, just uh, right, right around the corner, we thought, what better way to talk about uh, honoring your pastors? And uh, in light of this clip, and uh, because you're going to hear what we're talking about here in just a second, but we thought uh, we'll talk about it and then maybe put some. Well, we will put some scripture on what pastors should do. And then maybe how church members should respond and honor their leaders. Uh, and I can tell you, it's not by doing what he did. <laughs> yeah. So let's just yeah, let's kick it off, I guess, with uh, listening to that clip, so everybody knows what we're what we're on about here. Because of how you've been honoring me. I'm not worth your McDonald's money. Come on, come on. I'm not worth your Red Lobster money. I ain't worth your St. John Nick. Y'all can't afford it no how. I ain't worth y'all Louis Vuitton. I ain't worth your Prada. I'm not worth your Gucci. Mother, ooh, I'm saying this, and I promise you, Deaconita, it's not with respect it won't. I'm saying it because I want you to understand just what God is saying. Even found out that Movado, you can buy a Movado watch in Sam's. Yes, you can. And y'all know I asked for one last year. Here it is the whole way in August. I still ain't got it. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Let me kick down the door and talk to my cheap sons and daughters. See, that's how I know you still... Yeah. And that's, that's a cut-down uh, version of the clip. There's, there's a little bit missing from that in the middle there, but uh, you get the idea. Yeah. <laughs> so he's busting down the doors of these people's lives saying that they're cheap and that what he's doing is not worth anything to them. Yeah. Is the way I'm hearing that. Is that right? Yeah. Sounds like it to me. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. I'm not worth your McDonald's money all the way up to yeah, he, Gucci. He, he, he starts off Gucci. with McDonald's, but he ends up at Gucci. And that's a, there's a big from, spread there. In, from in dollars value. to thousands of dollars. Is he talking about St. John's Bay or is he talking about something different? I don't know what this. I'm, I miss. He kinda, that's, that's the only thing I know of is St. Hey, John's Bay. St. John's Bay. 
Those shirts Penny. like you got on, soft, nice, comfortable. <laughs> Expensive. Oh, no. St. John's Bays aren't. I J.C. got this Penny, from a congregation member. Oh, that's true. No, did you? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, he, no, he did. His wife. His wife. That's yeah. Right. yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so no. what is he really saying there? Is he saying that he brings more to the table as a pastor? I think I think you you could see that, yeah, that he he feels like he should be valued among his congregation and that they should lavish gifts on him. Uh, is what it sounds like he's saying, and, and, and specifically a Movado watch, apparently. Who do you think uh, he looks up to as a pastor? Creflo Dollar. TJ Jakes. TD Jakes. TJ Jakes. TJ, you know. TJ Dates. Yeah, Dates. Mr. Osteen. Yeah, probably. Yeah. First of all, that is not what a pastor does. For instance, 2 Timothy chapter 4 um, Paul is telling this to, to young Timothy in verse 1. He says, I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing in his kingdom, preach the word. Preach the word. I didn't hear any scripture in that. Uh, <laughs> be ready in season and out of season. Reprove, rebuke. Now, it sounds like he was rebuking his congregation. Yeah, for not, get, for not fulfilling his Christmas list. For, yeah, for not getting him what he wants. But also, I didn't hear any preaching of the word. And I don't know how you can back up what he was saying by any text in the scriptures. Like your church members have to pay you uh, Gucci suits and Armani stuff and whatever kind of watch he wanted that you can apparently get at Sam's. Movado. Movado. Um, Now, I think there is some evidence in the scripture that the ones, the elders or the pastors who, who teach and preach... I think there's some evidence there that they should be compensated for that. I think we see that in Scripture. The but congregation that, should meet the needs of their pastor. Yes, but not in that type of way, right? Now, I, you know, I grew up, I'm a Baptist, grew up in the Baptist world, and the, and the Baptist world for, for years and years have always, their mentality was the preacher should be poor, right? And I don't think that's... I don't know, while they live their lavish lifestyles, the preacher should be poor and cater to their every need. This is kind of a reversal here. The preacher should be rich, and the congregation should cater to his needs. Well, there's got to be a healthy balance here in the middle. I think that we should take care of one another's needs, right? Um, But definitely, the pastors should preach the word, be ready in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, and exhort with complete patience and teaching. He sounded like he ran out of patience because he hadn't got his watch since last year. That he's been asking like for been it for building a year. Up. Yeah. This wasn't yeah. just an all-of-a-sudden thing. Right. Like yeah. He's been stewing on this, it sounds like. Yeah. I think what, missing from the one that you played there, there was a, there was a moment where he, he called them broke. What was it? No, that oh, was it. It was at the end. Let me so talk to my cheap sons yeah. and no, daughters. No, uh, he, he calls them, he calls he them cheap. He let off a poor, broke, busted, and disgusting. That's it. Yeah. Poor, broke, busted, and disgusting. Now, what a, poor in spirit, I hope – Broken, absolutely. Um, broken, I don't know about disgusting. But broken over your sin. Yeah, broken over your sin, yeah. The, the, not over um, the fact that I didn't buy Stephen a, Movado a watch. new suit this month. Or I got whatever. a $20 w- watch from uh, Walmart. The, I don't even know what kind it is. The old Walmarts. <laughs> the time-telling kind? It's yeah. It tells time. <laughs> Does a good job at that. I there bet just go. as well. It even tells me the seconds on here. It's just fixing to go over to the next minute now. See, 
I bet there's times where people would be like, you got on a watch, look at it. Yeah, what See you, how long you've been yeah. preaching and stop. No, I'm just kidding. Got on a watch. Steven, you, you know, for, like you know full well that plenty of people would be like, throw your watch in the garbage. Yeah, throw your yeah. watch in the garbage. Quit looking at it. So what's the problem here? There's lots of problems there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, there's a myriad of problems. I think uh, one of the problems we hadn't even talked about is some of the congregation agrees with him. Yeah. He's yeah, deceived some of these people. Yeah. yeah. You know, what, what, what got me is I'm not worth your McDonald's money. And they said, amen. Like, is that, is that the Do, right place to say it? I mean. I'm not sure. That, I didn't catch it. Amen. <laughs> it essentially means what? He speaks the truth. And so it be. Let it so be. So it be. Let, you know, this truth. Is, truth yeah. is coming out so they agreed with him <laughs> that he wasn't brother. Worth you ain't worth my McDonald's you ain't money. Worth my, if you ain't worth my McDonald's money, you show sure ain't worth you my ain't worth my money. McDouble add bacon. <laughs> my double quarter pounder with cheese. No, yeah. thank you. Uh-huh. So, so yeah, that's a it's a reactive amen that is just it's built time, in. It's it's almost like a, a pause filler. Like yeah. he paused, so I say amen. That's what I'm supposed to well, do. Well, right. let's say it's either uh, a robot about, response or they are just yeah, buying yeah. it for and it's an emotional response, right? And, yeah. And, that's a scary thing to me yeah. when a when when any pastor is yeah I'll say preying on emotions. Um, in that case, I think he's preying on the emotions of his congregation there, yeah. and he's going to get them all riled up. And and at this, you know, get them riled up in the fact that they haven't uh, treated him in a way that he expects to be treated, I guess. Um, and, and then to to try to change that and and get yeah. those things that he wants from them. Um, now, he did issue an apology after this video went viral. Um, so I'll, I'll give him that. He says that he sought counsel and that they, you know, that they uh, corrected him. Um, and at one point he says it's not from the heart. But that seemed pretty from the heart to me. <sighs> yeah, that's that was my thought. For yeah. Sure. Um, well, we know God can change hearts, and we hope that that happens yeah, with Him. Absolutely, but yeah, that was uh, that was from His heart at the time. Now, and, uh, this is where one of those things again. It's this is a twofold thing. There, like we we shouldn't be pastors should not be out um, trying to get rich off of what they're doing, right? Yeah. Um, but you will see people uh, misquote scripture or look at it. It says elders who rule well are to be considered worthy of double honor. Now, if I stop there, you should double the pay. Guys, come yeah. on. Uh-huh. It, let it, so it, <laughs> amen. So it be. <laughs> right? It has been yeah. determined in this uh, Dang, setting. <laughs> especially <laughs> those who work hard at preaching and teaching. We can throw the rest of that verse in there, right? Did I hear but an amen from Terry randomly <laughs> somewhere? It just came out of nowhere. Uh, for you shall not muzzle the ox while he is threshing, and the laborer is worthy of his wages. So, the, you know, you, you said earlier there is absolutely scriptural um, cause for concern in as far as taking care of our pastors, mm-hmm. right? It it's their burden to preach the word. They shouldn't have to um, constantly be worried about how they're going to eat. Yeah, you know, they shouldn't have to to be out. Honestly, I shouldn't have to be getting second jobs, third jobs, whatever. Um, the labor is worthy of his wages. Now, 
that can be taken out of context, and it has been. I think I think that essentially this verse is what this guy is is taking out of context and and looking for his uh, his congregation to lavish gifts on him, and that's just that doesn't sit well. Yeah, I see here a new Movado watch ranges from three hundred ninety-five dollars to three thousand two hundred and ninety-five dollars. He probably wants yeah. a three thousand two hundred ninety-five dollars watch. <laughs> I don't know if you can get it from now, the Sam's. One at Sam's was, yeah, the one at Sam's little... is probably the three hundred dollars guy. Uh, yeah, I mean Movado. It's a it's a nationally known brand, but it's not. He didn't ask for a Rolex. I mean, you know, give the guy some credit, right? Yeah, and, or a fifty-four million dollar jet. <laughs> yeah I mean I'm sure if you were to look at his background there's some of that stuff he he looks back up to like Creflo Dollar T.D. Jakes probably uh, Kenneth Copeland and and, and uh, what's the other guy's name uh, Cajun Jesse Duplantis him. yeah him uh, I'm sure he looks Cajun. up to those guys because those guys have made millions off of church folk Right, yeah, uh, and this is exactly what it seems that he's doing. It, it he's probably, I, I don't know why he's upset with them because they sound like they're there. It sounds like they're engaged. Although, I mean, he it doesn't sound like he's preaching the word. And I, I, let me just be fair here. I don't know. We don't know what happened before or after or yeah. every other Sunday. He could be one of the most uh, biblical men. I, I mean, just by what I've read and seen, I wouldn't say that he's probably, you know the most biblical accurate pastor in the pulpit, but he could be, but you know, I'll go back and check that out just so I'll know for sure. But either way, uh, he wasn't preaching the word there. And I think he's ripping the word out of context. And I think it would be only a matter of time. If his congregation grew with that kind of attitude that it would grow and grow and grow. And then he might need a jet. I don't know. Maybe not. But it's interesting to me. Here's what's interesting is that you never hear these guys that have already made millions apologize. No. What reason do they have to? They've already made it. Yeah. But this guy apologized. He so he was yet. either held accountable. He, he did say, I, I spoke with those, I think in his, in his apology, I spoke with those who I'm accountable to. Mm. Mm-hmm. Not, we don't know who those people are, but at least Either there's they some did accountability. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Th- that's some silver lining here. Right. Yeah, but sure. yeah. if it was not all over TikTok, YouTube, everywhere else, would exactly. he have Yeah, that, that's that is point. the thing. Because yeah. he did say it was a very popular video. To he, yeah. Yeah. At the time, he recognized that he was nationally yeah, known. I mean, it's not too far from us. It's in Kansas City, Missouri, but still us down here in Arkansas, we got a hold of it yeah, pretty, I mean, pretty we, easily. We pulled it off a local news site. He got yeah, sponsored yeah. by Timex. Oh. <laughs> this 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 message <laughs> this message brought to you by Timex. Wow! I wonder if we can get Timex to be a sponsor. <laughs> we'll have our man. Uh, I don't know. We out. don't ever start on time, so you know. yeah, that's true. That's, that's why, why we, we need a watch. That's why yeah, we need we, yeah. uh, So uh, I mean, it starts to beg the question. I believe. I think we've kind of looked through that at, uh, on that lens, and and one of the things that is weird to me is that we. I mean. It, it's weird and it isn't, but a pastor appreciation month, right? 
So Which, it's by almost the way, like October is a very busy month. That's National PT Month. I think it's Breast Cancer Awareness Month. It's, it's a very busy month in October. Yeah. It's all the fall festivals and Halloween trunk or treats and it's National Awareness of Awareness Month. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot going on in yeah. October. It's I mean college football's in full swing too. Not to mention two of the best guys here's birthdays. My dad's not here. Yeah, my birthday's in December, bro. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Just kidding. Who who's born in October? Y'all too? Ding, ding, ding. Oh my goodness. Oh, of course you do. Uh, we're expecting my mother watches. The December boys. Yeah. And what was that? Oh, huh? well, I think. Oh, yeah. Something yeah. went. Something yeah, rang out there. Oh, there it is. That's that's nice. Yeah. I wonder the if that picks up coming. It's like a, it's like a the gong. <laughs> what do you say? It's a it's a resonance. It's like a, our version of the gong show over there. Whenever you got, <laughs> the, like something it's not the heard, gun show. Gonna, the gong I mean, show. when I was one handed, you had to. Yeah. <laughs> Golly, that is some interesting. The Undertaker. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Paul Bearer's in the house. Bear. So I want to bring Ooh. I want to bring one thing up um, and just get y'all's thoughts on this too. Um, we're not. What I don't think we're saying here, and, and you know, is that. A church that, um, maybe a church that is large, or has you know big facilities, big big churches that have lots of stuff, is that necessarily a bad thing? And I don't I don't think that's the case because I, I look at churches that uh, I'm just take Grace out in California mm-hmm. for for an example. Like I think ch- some churches of those large sizes that that obviously they do have huge budgets. Um, I think that's a good thing because the stuff that comes out of there oh, absolutely. is so good for the body as a whole. It's so good for us little churches, you know, to, to yeah. have um, things like, you know, Grace for You and um, the different books and all the things that come out of that place. Man, those free books they send out are pretty nice. They've got a lot, yeah. yeah. And then there's the other side of the coin. Yeah, and then there's the other side of the coin where... Your elevations, where yeah, your Bethels. And the pastors are just going to you know the beach on the on the private jet and look if there's anybody around here who's for private jets it's the guy who flies a private jet for a living i don't really think that's the way to go about uh getting in a jet so you Uh, won't fly me to my next vacation destination if your side hustle gets you a (laughs) gets you a private jet yes i'll happily take you there but if you cough uh, up the thousands of dollars required to do so, yes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, James White drives his own RV around the country. <laughs> that man rolls in style. He does. Yeah, that's true. Um, no, to answer your question, no, there's not anything inherently wrong with having a big church. and There is really – there's to, so to me, there's been a lot of talk, and I don't know if anybody keeps up with uh, Julie Roy's or the Roy's report. So she is, she's been hammering John MacArthur – Recently, and oh, yeah. in, in, in past months, about his quote unquote lavish lifestyle, right? He's got a large home in California. He's lived there for years and years and years. I think he may have a vacation home in Colorado or something. And they they say he's got a lavish lifestyle. And and I mean, there's nothing wrong with making money, right? There's nothing wrong with if if the church says. Hey, this is a good salary for our pastor. We approve this. There's nothing wrong with him taking that money, in my opinion, so long as it doesn't take away from other aspects of the church, right? right? And right. and I'm, it may sound like I'm biased here, but 
Um, but just like somebody in the corporate world, right? If they do something and they do work hard at it and they, they do a good job at it, the corporate world pays people pretty well. Yeah. Right? I mean, there's except teachers, seems like. They can't well, even get a poor raise. Well, I can't teachers aren't even nurses, corporate. You know. They're, yeah. Well, yeah. you know what I mean. The yeah. secular world, not yeah. necessarily even yeah. corporate. But, I mean, you can go right now and get jobs that are just working in a, a lot somewhere, making $25 an hour. Right? And then you go home. You, you clock out. You go home, and you're done till the next day. Well, pastor doesn't clock out. Right? I mean, there's been times where we've gone to sit at, at someone's, you know, go to the visit at the hospital and then go say, let's go eat some supper and then sit down and get a call that somebody's just died and have to get up and go, you know, meet with that family. And then finally at 2 a.m., you're sitting back down at IHOP having that supper you were trying to have six hours ago, right? So it's always moving. There's always a constant flow with ministry. So the, the, the work is never really done. Uh, there's no clocking out. There's no... You know, they're liable to be times where personally I might find myself studying at 10, 11 o'clock at night, you know, just kind of whatever the day brings and whatever time that you got free. Yeah. Because, you know, the quiet time that you got. Yeah. And then you got, of course, you got family there. Um, (laughs) So I say all that to say that I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with a church being large, having a big budget. There's nothing wrong with a pastor being paid a salary. And I think where it crosses over is what is that church doing with the Word of God? What's the church doing with their resources outside of that? Uh, what is the, how is the pastor living? You know, mm-hmm. um, I, I think that he has to be a good steward of his money just like he teaches us to be, right? It, 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 he would teach his congregation. So it just depends. You know, John MacArthur is not out, in my opinion, going to eat you know, spend thousands of dollars every night on supper. And, and I say not just not John MacArthur. I don't hear that. I mean, Matt Chandler's got a large church in Texas. I mean, you say what you want to about Matt Chandler these days, but he, the village church is a healthy sized church and you don't hear of him going out to the clubs and spending thousands of dollars and wearing, you don't. I mean, he gets up there in a shirt like you guys are wearing or like I'm wearing and a pair of blue jeans every Sunday yeah. and just He's teaches not, the Word of God. He doesn't have Gucci on? No, <laughs> no. St. John Knit? St. John. Whatever that is. <laughs> and uh, wears his boots and he preaches, you know. So, yeah, there's nothing wrong with, with money. And I think that we've gotten into, in the church world, we've gotten this idea that money is bad. But if we see it's the what the Scripture says, the love of, the money, love of money, money is the root of all evil. So, in my opinion, it sounds like this guy almost has a love for things, for money. Yeah, which is a love for money. Right? Yeah. yeah. The things that money bought. Yeah. St. John Nid ain't St. John's Bay. No, it's not at all. <laughs> That's a different thing? Oh, yeah. He, the first, I just looked yeah. at one price tag that he showed me. It's that shows what we know, guys. Three, <laughs> it's almost $3,000 shirt like what you got on. What? Yes. No, it's that's a, that's a ladies jacket. It it's jacket? a tweed jacket. That you See, I, I am I, not wearing a tweed I, ladies jacket. I only saw plaid in a pocket and then a price tag. That's all I saw. I didn't <laughs> Three thousand dollars for a shirt for a jacket. A jacket. Man, my uh, whole wardrobe ain't even a thousand. <laughs> Mine either. That's I like wear. Most, if you notice on Sundays, I wear the same four or five shirts. But <laughs> yeah, I just the, rotate the most, them. The most expensive thing well, I pay one? for is shoes, and I don't. I don't pay that much for shoes. Man, I don't either. I don't see any dude stuff. Oh, well, I mean, he was talking to probably for his, his wife. There, probably, yeah. probably wants his wife to have his stuff. Ah, yeah. So if, if he's married, let's let's spin this a little bit. Let's turn it around oh, just a little bit. 
what should we as a church, how should we be honoring our pastors? What are things that we can do that would really make a difference in our pastor's life? Number one, pray. Yeah, pray for our pastors. Clearly, number one, yeah. Um, pray for our pastors, pray for their families. Um, yes, <laughs> their families. families. Yeah, pray. A lot of people will say, I'm praying for our pastor, praying for our pastor, but man, the families, they need it too. Yes. They, yeah, Much, they, they yeah. see um, and hear the frustration sometimes with pastors that, that – the rest of the congregation may not know about. They see the the time that he's gone. Yeah, that's, see what, the, that's what I was about to say. The time, Stephen, the what you recounted of the being at IHOP at two a.m. because fa- family died, and before that you were about to sit down. But before that, you were with someone else doing ministry. That's time not spent with family. Yep, that's yeah. not time around your kids or around your families. wife. It's very hard on families, and and families tend to um, feel like they've got a microscope on them. You yeah. know. Um, there's a lot of pressure. Whether they do or don't, they're going to kind of feel that way. And that's, yeah. that's a lot of pressure that, you know, the kid didn't sign up for. Yeah. You know, just because yeah. dad's pastor. Yeah. Um, so we need to uh, to guard what we say. We need to, to make sure that we're, um, you know, showing our appreciation when, you know, when we have opportunities to do so. Uh, we need to pray for our pastors, but I think one of the biggest things that we can do is just take the word of God seriously. Yeah, yeah, because they are. Because when I know, you know, I know the frustration that comes when you feel like you're teaching and someone overhears on their phone, someone overhears, you know, uh, asleep. May, yeah, asleep. Um, whatever it is that that you know, not paying attention, or, or you know, you get done talking and, and then somebody has a question about what you just talked about or whatever, you know, I'm, it's, it's frustrating, right? And, yeah. and man, when somebody comes up and, and has a, a good question or has a, a thought that, you know, that, they, hey, I never realized this and, and goes into something that, that what you said triggered them to understand better, what an amazing feeling that is, right? It's not that you're trying to... Uh, you know, I want to be the best pastor there ever was or whatever, anything like that. But it's just, it's just like, Hey, that person was paying attention. That person caught on to what was being said, you know, tell them when, when something affects you, something changes the way that you view life, the something changes the way that you view the scripture, you know, Hey, pastor, thank you so much for this because I didn't know that. Or I, I had been taught that wrong. Yeah. When I was a kid and, and didn't understand that I didn't know it. And now, you know, now I see where this comes from, you know. Um, and not just, well, during, not just during October either. Yeah, you know? for sure. <laughs> October. <laughs> well, let me do these things just in October because that's Pastor Appreciation Month. I think uh, praying, engaging, showing up, right? Sh- being serious about the church that you have covenanted with. And showing up on Sundays. Well, that's not just for you. That's for you and me. Showing up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's not just for you. That's... Pastor's got to show up. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, everybody's just sitting yeah. there. What? The pulpit's empty. And this, everybody's just sitting there talking. <laughs> yeah. Somebody, where's the pastor? I think he's. A, I think he went to a baseball tournament this weekend. Yeah, no, he's sitting at home waiting for the... Waiting I heard for he's the, at IHOP. Yeah. <laughs> he's at home, home waiting for the preaching to start like you did last week. Yeah. Uh yeah. Woo! 
That was loud, man. That was loud. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, but that, but, and that. when I say that, I'm not condemning someone who stays home for whatever reason. Yeah, sometimes it's when it's perpetual. Yeah, yeah. If you're it's if just you're because home, it's more convenient. Yeah, it's if, if you're doing it for convenience sake or because you're sick, or if you're if you're doing it because you're sick, that's one thing. If you're doing it because it's convenient, that's a whole different situation. There's yeah. more. There's go more, to church. Yeah, come on, people. Be with the saints, because when you're at home, yeah. you're not with the saints. That's yep. true. Because there may come a time when you can't be with the saints. Yeah. So enjoy yeah. it while, it, while you can. Yeah. Yeah, church is way more than just the sermon. Too. Oh, yeah. You yeah. know? For sure. It's your... It's the conversation you had walking from one building to another sometimes. It's, it's, it's the, the, you know, the lesson you learn in Sunday school. Yeah. There was a yeah. big church bus in China here this, this week. Yeah, there was a what? No, it was church, one of these a church bus, like yeah. one of these underground churches got busted by the government. Uh, oh. You said church bust? I thought you said bus as in like a uh, uh. <laughs> like, like like a school bus. Yeah, <laughs> there are big church buses, but uh, <laughs> yeah, they came in and they locked the door so nobody yeah. could yeah. leave. Yeah, so for those of you that wow. sit at home for convenience sake, and I pray that's no one that listens on a regular basis, but there are plenty of people in this world that can't sit under the teaching of a pastor in person. Don't take advantage or don't take advantage of it just because it's online. Take advantage of the fact that he's in the pulpit and you can go. Yeah. Don't take it for granted. Yeah. Like, like Matt said, there may, may be a day when we can't show up like this. Yeah. Um, that will be that's a scary. Man, we'll, that's a scary thought. We'll be underground sweating through our shirts like yep. the people in China do. Through our St. John knits. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> through my St. John's Bay. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Well, this is just one another one of those, uh, you know, it's one of those videos that goes out and and went viral, and we thought we'd we'd kick yeah. it around a little bit and and just see what everybody thought. Obviously, um, it's not something you want. This is not how we want to portray the church, for one thing. Yeah, and uh, yeah, just from watching it, it's heartbreaking to hear someone yeah. who is quote unquote called to be a pastor. Say the yeah. say things like this, regardless of the apology or not. The fact that it was said to begin with is a problem. Well, like, what's heartbreaking is what if this didn't go out? What would he still be saying and doing? True. What has he done before that no one knows about? That is true. true. I wonder who leaked the video. Or, and, That's and, really what I want to know too. Like that was a public really? statement. What's he saying in private? That is yeah. a great question. Yeah, these are all things that are concerning. That, that you know, pastors should take seriously for one on one side of things. But yeah. man, it's just. Uh, these are all questions we should ask ourselves too. Yeah. What are we doing? What am I doing? What, what are we doing? doing? Yeah. How sure. would we yeah. feel if this was on YouTube? Yeah. 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 That's not a bad that's not a bad way to go about things a lot of times. Yeah. Stop and go, what would what would I what, what would happen if this was on YouTube? <laughs> am I would I act the way I'm acting right now if this video was on YouTube? Yeah. Would I would I chew out the Waitress for not getting you know, my drink right. With all those views, he probably Whatever. could have got a Movado watch. It would have been on his skin. <laughs> Maybe that was the play. Maybe he, they did this on purpose, released you know, the video, raised the money, and bought him a watch. Yeah. Or Movado gave a sponsorship. <laughs> it's uh, not the most far-fetched thing I've ever heard. Man, that's crazy. So we're talking about how can – I want to continue just briefly before we end. Do we have time? Yeah, we got plenty of time, sort of. <laughs> You've got, got five minutes. We got fifteen minutes. At uh, most. Hebrews thirteen seventeen gives a, a really good thing. So if you want to talk about how to honor your pastor or your elders, um, I think this is one way, or your leaders even. Hebrews thirteen seventeen 
says, obey your leaders and submit to them. Now, people shut down after that. <laughs> obey yeah. your leaders and submit to them. I ain't submitting to nobody. Verse, you know, we've got people that... continues, though. Yeah, it continues. We've got people that won't even submit to Christ and his word, let alone, not our church, I'm just talking about in general, yeah. people. Um, people that won't even submit to Christ and his word, they're definitely not going to submit to leaders in, in, in the church. Yeah. I don't want anybody telling me what to do. Well, here's the deal. That verse keeps going. Yep. For they, those leaders, are keeping watch over your souls as those who will have to give an account. So that second part of the verse is, I mean, James one of the most 3, 1 sobering says, things yeah. about being an elder or pastor. Yeah, or even a teacher. Or, or a teacher. Right? Hold, yeah, so my brain just, something flicked. Um, Did you hurt yourself? No. For this passage is, yes, it's a warning to leaders, like, hey, you're keeping watch over their souls, but this is a warning to your to the congregation as well. Is the man that's leading from the pulpit, are they worthy of keeping watch over your soul? Ooh. Are they preaching Ooh. properly in a if manner not, that get is... Up and walk out the door. Exactly. <laughs> if not, if, get if up you are and sitting walk under leadership that is not worthy... Because they are not preaching the word of God and preaching properly from the pulpit, then that is a time to walk away and go find someone who is worthy of watching over your soul. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. So, uh, back on your train of thought. Well, James 3 1 says that we'll be judged more strictly, teachers and leaders mm-hmm. and, and pastors. So, that is a sobering, sobering thought. thought. So, we have to, the, the congregation needs to do what you just said, Joe, yeah. say, okay. Are they teaching the truth? And here's another thing. One of the things that congregation can do to, to, to honor pastors and elders is when they teach something on Sundays or whenever, go back home on your own time to make sure what they said was actually what the Bible says and teaches. Yep. Yeah. Right? Be a Berean. The Bereans... Find the context. Yeah. Find yeah. The, yeah. the Bereans heard Paul teach, and they were like, uh, hang on, let's, let's go search the Scriptures to make sure what he's saying is correct. You know, yeah. uh, Paul didn't say, y'all don't appreciate me and what I'm doing here. No. Paul says, hey, yes. I, he said, I appreciate you for checking me. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's a, a good way to go home and just don't take my word for it. The Bible says test the spirits. Mm-hmm. Right? So whatever I say or any other pastor says or teacher teaches in the classroom, people need to go back and say, okay, let me look at this again to make sure that everything that he said is correct. So... Yeah, make sure that they are teaching correctly and they are doing that for sure and keeping watch over their souls. But then uh, submit to them if they are. Yeah. And this isn't like a, uh, we rule with an iron fist. You know, no. If we are doing what we are supposed to be doing biblically, then we're naturally going to flow into that, that vein of doing what God has called us to do to keep watch over them so it's easier to submit to someone when they do that. Right, I've heard a lot of times in our context that people say, "Well, I trust our elders. I trust our leadership. You know, if this is what they see fit, then I'm going to support that." You know, that's a beautiful yeah. thing to hear when somebody says, "I support don't, don't our leadership." Don't blindly do that, yeah. right? Yeah. Go home and check the word. And, yeah, and check do the word own, and, and and check our hearts, yeah. like Joe said. Make sure because if they can't trust us, then they can't submit to it to, right. to authority. Right. right? Um, and I don't blame them. But then that that verse does continue. It exactly. says, "Let them do." This with joy and not with grief, for this would be unprofitable for you. Yes, sounds like the words this guy had for his congregation were not profitable. 
I don't some, think they were. <laughs> yeah, I don't he, think he so. Had, he had some grief. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, there's a big difference in a a congregation that um, is trying to obey the leaders and submit to them biblically, mm-hmm. you know, rightly, um, with joy and not with grief. Like we've all we've, seen, we've seen the pastors. I mean, the suicide rate of pastors. Shouldn't be a thing, yeah. Yeah, but it, it is be because there's so many of them dealing with so much grief <laughs> in their lives that they don't find a, a way out of it, um, and that's a horrible thing. Yeah, they should have the most joy <laughs> that that you can have. They're getting to share and teach the word of God to people who love the word of God. Yeah, that ought to be a joyous thing. But when it's not, it, I mean, the, the amount of grief can be massive. Yeah. Um, and just, I don't know, it's, it's one of those things that, like, am I making things harder <laughs> for the leadership in my church? Am I am I doing or saying things that would cause them grief and not joy? Do we? I mean, we need to consider these things. And I, I'm, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that as a as a church member, not as an elder, you, yeah. know, and, you know. Am I causing Stephen grief in what I do, in what I say, what I say to somebody else? You know, behind his back, or, or am I doing things that if Stephen finds out will bring him joy? Uh, that's a that's a test that we all ought to be giving ourselves yeah. on a regular basis. Yeah, uh, because if I'm bringing him joy, that will be profitable mm-hmm. for me. Even yeah. if I'm not, if I'm bringing him grief, it will be unprofitable even for me. Yeah. And not just me, but the entire church congregation. Yeah. So I want to finish up my section with this, and then before we end, I'd love to hear from the youngest guy and his thoughts on this, because some some younger people have a different perspective or a better perspective that we may have missed on some of this. I just want to hear your thoughts on it, so be thinking, if you don't already have them. (laughs) But (laughs) I want to... uh, I want to make a disclaimer before I make this next statement. So this book is a Nine Marks book. It's part of that series, uh, if you're familiar with Nine Marks, uh, Mark Dever and, and all those guys. In recent years, this one was written by Thabiti Abinwile. And I know that's a crazy name, right? Thabiti's theology now is bunk. He is... social justice, he's 100% reparations, he's 100% against the white man, it seems like. He has taken a horrible turn theologically. So this was written a long time ago, before all of this social justice stuff came forth, and uh, this is back when he was really pretty solid theologically. But he wrote this book, What is a Healthy Church Member?, so I think when we talk about how can people honor their pastors and not just uh, not just throw gifts at them, mm-hmm. right? Because that tends to be what happens in, yeah, we'll in, get you a gift card on October. On, in October. Yeah. And now those are great. Those are great. Wrong with that? Yeah. I mean, I mean, I was gifted a wonderful new Bible last year that I love dearly, and I think, man, I was just blown away. You know, I was I was given a, a gift card to a Christian bookstore that allowed me to buy some materials and things yeah. that you bought that Bible, didn't you? Uh, yeah, actually, this one. <laughs> came from that and, yeah. and uh, a couple commentaries and stuff and and uh, man that's a blessing yes. it really is yes and it really so don't, is don't hear us say don't do that right and also don't hear us say you have to do that right. yeah. you know there are other things to do 
other things to say yeah. um, to to really help a pastor out. And yeah, yeah. But, me, but a Rolex is probably not one of them. Right. Uh, probably not. Let I me mean, tell you I something. I love watches, but mm, probably not. Let me tell you something else that those that are listening, uh, if you're a church member, something that does not edify your pastor, elders, leaders, is if you say things like, and you could be just joking, but it still doesn't edify. It's, it's like, you know, uh, well, you only work two days a week. You know, I don't know what you're doing. You got all this time. You only, you know, uh, you only work two hours, boy. You only work two hours on Sundays and and whatever the rest of the time, you know, or, (laughs) you know, or even talk about we need to cut your pay. You know, that's because in a a, there's real context that there's pastors that are struggling with their pay potentially being cut. And to hear somebody joke about that, it, it makes it seem like. They, it, it almost seems like there's a bit of sincerity in it, like they're really being serious. Well, like we every, should cut your pay, but I'm going to joke about it. In every joke, there's a thread of truth. Yeah, yeah. So just, all, just backhanded comments, even if you're joking or not. I just, I don't know any pastor in the world that thinks those are edifying. Uh, so that is not saying those things is one way to appreciate your leaders and your pastors. But I'm just going to read the contents of this book really quick because I think this is what will honor your pastor. And that first one is to be an expositional listener, to listen to the text, to listen to the preached word verse by verse and pay attention, right? And then the second one says, be a biblical theologian. And the truth is, R.C. Sproul says, everyone's a theologian. You could just be a good one or a bad one, right? right? So learn biblical theology, right? Learn these things. Be a learner, uh, a healthy church member is gospel saturated. They're all about the gospel. Uh, they're genuinely converted. They, they're true, truly saved. They truly repented and believed on the Lord Jesus Christ. That they are a biblical evangelist. That they're out proclaiming the, the name of Christ and Christ crucified and making disciples. Uh, a committed member. That's what we talked about. Show up on Sundays. Commit. Serve. Um, this other one is one. A church member seeks discipline. Right there's many different kind of forms of discipline. Like help me, uh, you know, hold me accountable. And when I'm wrong, discipline me. Church discipline, Matthew 18. Right, we talk about that. Uh, a church, healthy church member is a growing disciple, somebody that's growing in their faith, that's learning. Well, what? Oh no, two or three are gathered. A joke hit me. Oh, what do you say, Matthew 18? It's always the young ones. <laughs> a healthy church member is a humble follower. And we were talking about that in Hebrews 13, 17, right? Is humbly following your leaders and submitting to their leadership. And then uh, what you said, a humble uh, or a church member is a prayer warrior. So uh, pretty good book. This was, again, back before Thabiti went crazy. But it really boils down to if you really want to honor your pastor, you really want to give him um, a gift, Obey the word of God. Yes. Because if you're doing that, he's, he shouldn't be asking you to do anything that isn't that. Yeah. Right? So if you're obeying the word of God, then you're obeying him. Yeah. Because he should be seeking God's will in all things. If, you, if you're really wanting to give a, a gift this October, be obedient to the word of God. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what all those things right there, if you could sum them up in one statement, be obedient to the word of God. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I got. I think Paul, he makes it pretty clear in uh, 1 Thessalonians 5. And when we talked about the topic we're going to discuss today, that was immediately popped in my mind. 
Uh, starting in verse 12, it says, Now we ask you, brothers and sisters, to give recognition to those who labor among you and lead you in the Lord and admonish you, and to regard them very highly in love because of their work. Be at peace among yourselves. And it says, And we extort you, brothers and sisters, warn those who are idle, comfort the discouraged, help the weak, be patient with everyone. So it kind of points, the pastor has a lot of work already, and then I like that it goes into what we should do, because ministry not on him, and it's not all on you. Ministry is of the saints. Mm-hmm. We learned that in Ephesians yeah. 4. Yeah. We come to church to be edified so we can do the work of ministry. Yeah, and we- we're to respect you two and any pastor that we sit under very highly, as the Word of God says. Yeah. Now, unfortunately, we've got this, uh, we've got a, a bad idea of what church should be in a lot of, a lot of churches. Um, and we need to shift from. Uh, the church is where I, I go and I, I basically check a box to, no, I go to church to learn how to do ministry. And then the rest of my time is spent doing ministry as, as a church member, not as a, you know, not as a pastor or an elder, but you're there to be equipped, right? So that you can then go outside the church and minister. Yeah. And, and unfortunately, people tend to um, these days go to church and think the church is where people are are reached you know the lost are 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 told the gospel in church no no they're not the lost aren't in church they're not here go go outside the walls live your life the way that that you're called to and preach the gospel out there and then bring those people into church once they you know once you've done that again you want to you want to give a pastor a gift? Talk to other people about the gospel. Yeah. Yeah, and one of the greatest one of the greatest things is social media is good or bad, right? But one of our church members recently was at a church event for a back to school thing, and and they put on there that they're bragging on their pastor and how he preaches the gospel and and really helps us and and bragging on my church family and uh, that is awesome to see that when somebody can go to an event at another church and just be like I love my church I love my church family I love my pastors I love everybody there they do so they teach the gospel there they help me and uh that's just that's pleasing to see right because we live in a world Refreshing. where yeah personalities People would rather, just because they don't necessarily like your personality, they'll pull back. Yeah. Right? And everybody's got a different personality, whether that be a kind of an introverted personality. I know that my former former pastor, he was an introvert, man, but a, he taught the Word of God. He was an amazing pastor, but he would get criticized because when he got his food at a potluck, he'd sit down at a table by himself and not, you know, sit around everybody else and talk and... and not everybody's wired that way. Exactly. So he would get criticized for that. I'm like, what? You know, that's kind of, that's kind of crazy. That's not benefit. That's not encouraging. That's not uplifting. That's not going to encourage that man in that. Because outside of that, I mean, even in that, he was a great pastor, really. There's nothing wrong with, hey, sitting down. He just preached. And if anybody has never preached <laughs> I on can assure the you, pulpit, he's exhausted. He's exhausted, number one. And he's been talking to people all day. He just wants to sit down and eat. Because if he doesn't sit down by himself and eat, he won't eat. Yeah. And I know from experience that I've had food get cold because I'm sitting talking to other people. And, you know, 
it seems it seems like you're running for mayor or something. But you know, that's just how people people are wired differently. Yeah. So little snide remarks and backhanded comments just because uh, personality differences are are they're not beneficial for the body and and not willing to serve or do anything because of a quote unquote personality difference. I believe it's I believe it's unbiblical. Not everybody's going to be the same. Yeah. Well, I think that pretty well wraps up this uh, this wonderful viral clip. I think uh, we'd all say we hope that this man has has, has realized what he's done and has repented truly, repented truly, of, yeah. of that. Um, you know, we we would hope that's the case, and and we pray that it is. Um, at the same time, we we've take take a look at our own lives and our own ministries and gone, hey, where where am I being like this? Where am I doing that? Um, and and I hope that we've shared some ways that you can you can help um, help pastors do this with joy and not with grief. Yeah, because um, it's it's not an easy job. Uh, I think people tend to think, yeah, he works two days a week and uh, that's pretty easy. It's it's not. It's not. It's a it's an emotionally strenuous job. Yeah. Um, and and I know you're doing it full time. I'm obviously part time at it, uh, but it's it's draining uh, so we we do you know and, and we're not trying to complain either both of us love doing it that's <laughs> that you know um it's definitely not not a complaint this is something that it's just part of it but i think we've uh we've explored some ways though that we can really help to make things go smoother uh in our churches and so if you're uh if you're watching today and, and you've got some ideas some things that uh that you do uh in your church or um uh, that that would help uh, a pastor be able to have joy and, and um, whether it's October or not, if you, uh, if you got those, throw them in the, in the comments, we'd like to see that. Uh, yeah. Maybe that's something that we can uh, incorporate in, into how we treat our pastors. And, and uh, yeah, anyway. and before we close, I don't mean to cut you off. I would actually say if your church feels like it's okay and they want to give the pastor a $4,000 watch, Go for it. By all means. Go for it. Uh, yeah. You know, but the pastor shouldn't be up there begging for it. Yeah. 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 Anyway, I just wanted to throw that out there that giving gifts is not necessarily no, no matter how. Yeah. The, yeah. the problem here wasn't the gift yeah. that he was. It was uh, he was begging for it and calling his church members poor and berating them. And it's just not good. Yeah. Not biblical. Disrespectful. Yep. Anyway. And as always, but always repent. Repent. And, and believe, believe the, the gospel. gospel. See you next time. <laughs>